is Richard Wilson of Mad Shelley Films, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto Radio. a.m. Today's uh, May 23rd, which is awesome. 23 is the number of synchronicity. When you add that together, that, of course, is 5. So it's beautiful. Today is 5-5. Basically, or 23-23, the number of synchronicity. So that's what today is. You know what? And and, uh, in honor of that, I brought my rainbow moonstone, which amplifies synchronicity. So I'm going to the fittest school challenge, national fittest school challenge. And I did this last year, too. This is something put together by Operation Tone Up. These guys are... uh, It's a kids program. It's for health, exercise, getting people, getting kids, well, heck, everybody, the parents, uh, because the kids end up educating the parents. It's amazing to see these kids read ingredients on the labels. These kids are going to the grocery stores with their parents and say, Mom, Mom, that just has too much sodium. Too much sodium. Put that back on the shelf, Mom. I'm going to get oatmeal instead, or I'm going to get this instead, or that. And the kids are choosing. That's empowering when you got that kind of knowledge. 
and they can sift through it and they go, Mom, this is better for our family. Dad, this is, this is, Dad, instead of picking those up, let's, let's get these instead. And so, kids are, are making informed decisions on what foods they're eating, putting into their bodies, they're being aware of what's healthy. really fun. These kids are uh, from Virginia. West Virginia. And apparently this area that they come from is not known for being uh, rich or or um, well off in any way it sounds from what I understand from the little I understand where they grow up it's kind of it's impoverished as one would say so this is a huge deal for these kids their their parents their community scrounged together they gathered the money for these kids for their plane flight tickets and some of them for some of them it, it was their very first plane ride ever most of them and for all of them, it's their first time ever seeing the ocean. My buddy Lawrence was sending me video from last night with these kids seeing the sunset for the very first time. And how, uh, how appreciative they all are. These, these kids are so grateful. And I'm going to be recording this today. The kids, they do, they, they, they stretch. They do a lot of, a series of stretches. <clears throat> and after they stretch, there's a 20 minute workout. These kids and their, and their gym teachers, kudos to the gym teachers too. Uh, they'll work out for a full 20 minutes, jumping jacks, sit-ups, uh, uh, scrunch, scrunches, uh, uh, some of these other, these exercises, these kids do this 20 minutes straight, and then they uh, cool down, they, they drink some water, do some more stretching, and then they do the nutrition test. And the nutrition test is pretty uh, comprehensive. I cannot say that I would know how to pass it at this moment in time. But these kids, they know it. They're excited to share this information. Imagine that, a nation of kids who are excited to share their nutritional information. How incredible is that? That's what's being grown here. The future of America, the present, and the past of America. Because, like I said, these parents are getting involved. These parents who knew nothing about nutrition. You know, they're just used to getting their kids the same cereals or the same, you know, food items. And you, they, don't, they don't know any better. But then these kids, they end up going and they end up taking the Operation Tone-Up program at their school so 
that's one of the things. That's one of the things they're talking with a, some politician out there in West Virginia and making this a mandatory program. Mandatory program at the schools across West Virginia. Imagine if that's what they're doing across the country and these kids are, you know, across the country just getting more and more, more and more uh, educated, more and more aware. There's, they're, they're then uh, teaching their friends and family. They're teaching their friends at school. <clears throat> uh, their friends that uh, they go out to their Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts. They go visit their aunts uh, or their uh, their nephews in another town, another city. They meet kids out on the playground, just out in the world, and now they're teaching this stuff to these these other kids. They're empowering one another. They feel you know they see when they when they chart that progress, like a video game. Collect X amount of coins, and then you can shoot fireballs out of your hand. You got to get enough of those. You got to get enough mushrooms, right? It was the mushrooms. Collect enough mushrooms, you can shoot fireballs out of your hands. Fireballs that that bounce bounce on the ground and knock over turtles and other nefarious creatures. So just like that, nutrition kind of becomes the new video game. So they start doing nutrition and exercise. So they start doing 10 push-ups. Oh, man, that's so hard. Okay, Johnny, go for 11. Go for 11. Ah, heck, go for 12. And the kid sees the progress, and it feels good. And charting that progress, seeing the evolution take place over an extended period of time, that's very exciting. That's why anybody does anything. It's an experiment. And unless you're actively treating it like an experiment, you're not going to realize it's an experiment you're doing. Everything is an experiment. No matter how well thought out it is. No matter how many charts, diagrams, statistics, odds, evens, etc., etc., trapezoids and hexagons. Doesn't matter how many of those you got. <laughs> uh, it's still experiment. It's still experimentation. All, all it, it, The possibility is that all of those kinks we think we have figured out uh are not the kinks that are going to reveal themselves. <laughs> so, <laughs> the, the, the kinks you're not going to know about are the ones that will arrive. You'll know, you'll know if it arrives, whether you worked out that kink or not. Because <laughs> if it arrives... That means you didn't work out that kink. Kink. Kink it up. 
So it's all an experiment. It's all an experiment. I love it. Hermosa Beach. We're going to be out there. Ah, uh, I'm imagining. Hmm. At least until 12 or 1, I'm imagining. We, uh, last year we went out, we had lunch afterwards. So I'll be, I'll be doing the cameras. Uh, but I'll also definitely be recording podcasts. My aim is to interview some of these folks, interview maybe some of the teachers, interview some of the parents, the kids. Get that out there. I may put it up on here, or I may put it up on... They've got a an Operation Tone-Up podcast. So I might... I might use that. We'll see. I might use that. If... If I end up using the Operation Tone-Up podcast, because they got... They got, uh... Uh... They got an, you know, it's an, they got an anchor uh, account as well. So I'll most likely probably do it on that podcast, and then I'll leave you instructions should you decide that you want to hear it. I'm not going to automatically assume that you want to hear my thoughts, my ideas, the epiphanies, etc., and so forth. Etc. and so forth. Hello, I'm etc. and I'm so forth. Wait, would it be so? F- would it? Okay, so would it be etc. and so forth? Hello, I'm and so forth. Or is and their own person? So it's etc. and so forth. <laughs> Or, or is it, or is it, etc. Hi, I'm etc. And I'm so forth. And together we're etc. and so forth. <laughs> that's great. Maybe that's what it is, like a good detective team, etc. and so forth. More on this later. One ordinary man was left to perish, were it not for the guidance of a mysterious civilization. They did more than nurse him back to health. They gave him the solution. Years ago, Mr. Tone was flying high in the sky. The wind had blown, the plane was thrown. He had to jump for his life. His parachute stuck in a tree. He was battered and beat. Knowledge Island was the place, and he had new friends to meet. They said we're here and we can keep you from the not so good guys. They said we're here and we can keep you from the not so good guys. In his pocket, 
he was ready to leave But Mr. Tone don't work alone, he needs his tone-up team So he loaded up his boat, said let's go for a ride He knew too well the friends that he would always need by his side they said we're here and we can keep you from the not so good guys. They said we're here and we can keep you from the not so good guys. Here's your fun fact. In the 1920s, the Hollywood sign was lit by thousands of light bulbs, and the guy who changed the burnt out ones lived in a little cabin near this sign. Stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts. <laughs> hey, Kurt. I know, again, a late response. I just listened to your fun facts about Hollywood land. I was actually kind of already aware of what took place regarding uh, that sign in Hollywood. But uh, it was still fun to listen to. So thank you for sending that my way. It gave me something fun to listen to. And um, I'm hoping to see the Yachtly crew here again in the near future. It's summer, so almost summer. Perhaps it's the kickoff to summer party coming up. I don't know. I just know I hope you're doing great. And uh, thanks for sending me that little message regarding the Hollywood Land sign. <laughs> Bye for now. Are we not men? Are we not men? Are we not machines? We are Devo. Neo. You're listening to Inspirato Projecto. I'm Man Behind the Machine. Um, how the other day I 
came across this, uh, you know, the AI voices are getting better and better and better. Oh, man. And it was Joe Rogan's voice. I heard Did that you hear one. that? Yes. It I sounded just one. like him. And the comments were so funny. Uh, I was reading comments on there and they were cracking me up because they're like, I knew it wasn't, I knew it wasn't Joe Rogan's voice because they weren't talking about, you know, uh, What's that drug he's always... Oh, DMT. DMT, right? Yeah, he's like, I know it wasn't Joe Rogan. There was no mention of DMT. <laughs> I knew it wasn't Joe Rogan. He wasn't talking about eating elk. <laughs> like, you know, it was like all these, like, Joe Rogan things, and it was just so right. funny. Oh, my God. But it's it was freaky. Yeah. It was, it was like, like it, dude, it was, like, really freaky. Just to think that that is now... You know, there was always that, that, that fear of, oh, gosh, the the... the Computers are going to take over. You know, we're not going to need actors anymore because we just have the computer-generated thing. Um, you know, now they can move the faces on someone. There was one that I saw where... It's like, who's going to do the press tour? Who's going to make the appearances? Who's going to sign the autographs? Like, who's... Yeah. Like, and I'm saying that now, and I'm perfectly right. open to the idea that I'm, I sound like an idiot compared to the people 30 years from now. Maybe all this stuff I'm saying, they're like, who's going to... Who cares about that? But yeah. You know, like... There might. I'm. I'm talking in the in the moment. Yeah. But I have no idea what thirty years from now talking is going to seem like. Like I don't know. Like am I saying something that sounds ra- like rational now? Like it's like the phone. When the phone was invented, people were like, "Why the hell would I want to do that?" Yeah. Like, it wasn't the exciting thing we imagined. Oh my it being. god, that's funny. Like, Who the fuck would want to do that? Like that's that was actually the sentiment. Oh my gosh. When, when electricity came along, so electricity wasn't run to provide electricity. It was run to provide lighting. So the original um, uh, appliances weren't plugged into outlets. They were plugged into light bulb sockets that hung down. Oh. So you'd have a cord that would hang up into the ceiling draping down in the middle of your room. Oh. Like, they did not... He didn't run all that thinking of other things it was powering. It was only ran for lights. And Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos does this amazing talk about that. Years ago he did it where he gets into the history of it. And it was fascinating, dude. Like stuff that you just don't think that that's actually how it was. It was outlet, you know, sockets and things were plugged in and they were all bulky and crazy and you had all cords everywhere. And then they, somebody wised up and said, why don't we put a thing into a wall and then make this thing called an outlet but that's not how electricity was intended it was only for lighting wow you know I mean and so what Bezos is talking about with all these future projects out in space he's like you know it's gonna be after I'm gone but like I'm trying to lay down the infrastructure it's like Amazon exists because the infrastructure of all this stuff existed so I could make Amazon based on the work of everybody else mm. Which is so true. We are doing work based on the work of everyone else. This yeah. thing in my hand that let me run around and capture footage and record. I mean, we used to have big bulky things. We had tapes you have to put in. You had to go, right? Yeah. It was such a privilege to be able to just, you know, get This is how many inventions in one. Right. You know, and then how long did it take to invent that thing? Or to invent that one little piece that went in that particular thing? Right. And so we're like on the backs of everything. We're all, you know, you're just... You take it for granted, but like everybody that ever lived went into everything that we can do, man. Everybody's contributions made it so that look at all the things. I don't have to pave this road right now. Right. I don't have to build this car. 
I didn't have to do anything to make this thing. It was, it's here for me to, to, to utilize. Like, I, like, I'm so fucking privileged. I'm so grateful for that, man. It's, like, amazing. Like, because before, everybody had to almost do everything they needed to scratch out an existence, to eke out a, a life. You, yeah. you had to, like, dig the dirt, plant the seed, you know? Yeah. Like, you cut the wood. Like, you, like... Dude, the wood is being cut right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, the yeah. seeds are planted. I don't, I'm not in the field. Right. It's all ha- People it's had to go out javelins up. and knock, Dude, get I down the javelina. I didn't have to make in a thing I didn't have to build with wheels and tires and everything else into a building. And there's piles of food that has already been grown and gathered and boxed and packaged and ready and easy. And oh my God, it's fucking unbelievable. And yet people are in the stupor. A hypnotic stupor of just taking it all for granted, like it's just there. It's like, right, dude, this right, is fucking right. crazy. Yeah, the fact that all this works is a yeah. miracle, man. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy that this is even a thing that is possible. Yeah, yeah. Like every freaking day, your brain should be like, like mine is, dude. I'm like, am I? I'm like, oh, I can't even freaking imagine this. Pl-. Like, look at this. It works. I got a road. Man. I got all these roads to go. They're made for me. It Man. works. It should not work, and it does. There's all the things that have to get to where they need to get to. Oh my god, dude! Wow. All the the gazillion decisions that are made every day that are leading to the market directing the outcomes of what people are trying to make for you. Wow. Crack, crack that a little. Interesting. Yeah. You know, like. Like, if you try to plan it all, it falls apart. It's like why communism doesn't work is because everybody's trying to plan all the moves. But you can't predict. Yeah. You can't predict the moves. Like, but, but the free market, like, actually is continually adjusting and you're placing a vote for what you want to have happen by the things you use in the places you go. We're all voting all the time. We don't just vote every four years. We're voting for... I I spent money on this, and so did a lot of people, so more of these are going to show up because we're voting on it. We we, we elected, as a people, we elected this. This Toyota Corolla was decided upon by a market of people that said, we would like a car that could be shaped like that. If this car is shaped like this, it didn't drive like that, and nobody wanted it, it would would go away. Right. But with the government... They could make a car shaped like this, and it doesn't matter. We're like, we've decided you're getting the car shaped like this. Oh, right. You know what right. I mean? You're having the widget. Right. It's, we're all going to make you have the same one. And then people are like, well, I, I, actually, I, I actually don't like this. Mm, I, I, no, I you, actually don't but like you it. actually get that. Mm-hmm. Because it's not a market of opinion and freedom. It's a structured, central plan. That's, you know, central power. We've decided you're going to all be on these little, you know, scooters or something. And then everybody's got a little, you know. Oh, yeah. If you think of everything that government controls schools, they're like the same as like Abe Lincoln. They just sort of look, they're, they're like not really, there's nothing really crazily innovative. Roads are sort of bad. Like, they're, they're, they're financed by the government who's decided just, they're just making like, like it's nobody's money. So nobody really wants to make it better for you because they actually don't have to. Uh, right, but like if you actually made every school private, it would actually get super cheap very fast because all of these people that would make these schools would be competing with each other. 
So they would have to be like, shit, well, oh. parents get to choose. Oh. These parents are getting to choose. So, boy, if they're going to actually right. choose based on what we're actually going to do, shit, we actually might have to do something and make kids smarter because who's going to spend their money at a place that's not working? Mm. This thing is cheap for everybody because the government has nothing to do with making it. Apple computers had to compete with Samsung and Blackberry and all that, you know, whatever, to make this thing where the market would vote on it, right? And so look at even a cheap, even a super broke person can have one of these, mm, mm-hmm. right? Everyone's got a phone, like, and, you know, and it's great and it's amazing, but we all don't have a school that's great and amazing. We've got, you know, we've got schools that are really, really bad. We've got some that are a little bit better. But if you live like three miles away from a school that's way better, but you're in this district, the government says you're not allowed to take your kid to that school. That one's better, but you will get in trouble if you do that. Oh, yeah. bullshit. So it's, we live in this quasi, you know, controlled, like, like we're, Elon Musk, I mean, the guy, dude, he's just like, he's like, you know, he's so, he's like, why can't we do this? Like, you're going to make underground tunnels? He's like, yeah. And he's like, you could go down, you can go down further than you can go up. And people are like, is that actually real? Correct. There's more space to go down with subterranean roads than there is even to go all the way up into the sky. Oh my gosh. In the atmosphere. Like... But that, it seems like such big thinking, but it's just more like free thinking. It's like, mm-hmm. well, this is old thinking. What are we doing? I'm sitting here, this thing is choking yeah. away. Dude, you know, if we really were allowed to let our imaginations go, we'd be, yeah, maybe we'd be flying. Yes, around. yes. This is yes. just ridiculous shit right here. We're cavemen. Yes. Uh, um, wait, do you think these people like the Dodgers or no? Oh my God! That's that that that's got people all over it. That's incredible! Holy cow! That's the uh, yeah. That's the supervisor there who's uh, supervising the blocking of that lane. Yeah, the supervisor is blocking. I'm gonna make sure that I'm gonna supervise this lock, blocked lane. Yes. Well, why is it blocked? Well, me. Yeah, me. I'm supervising it. I created the problem and now I'm offering you the solution. That's right. That's right. Anything about it? (laughs) By the way, that virus in your computer, I gave it to you. Do you want to buy a program that gets rid of it? Of course. (laughs) This is exactly it. It's interesting. I've. Why is it like slow motion? What happened there? Why is he not matched up? Why is it not matching? I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe once it gets, maybe once you t- upload it or something to to a different thing, it'll it'll be less uh, hmm. glitchy. I want to see what it looks like on my phone. So we are here with we got Evan from what school are you from? Big Otter. Yeah, it's fine on my phone. Oh yeah, there it is. How you feel? You've been doing. Oh wait, the first time you saw it, was it on Facebook or something? I was just playing or, it on Facebook and it was oh, like looking like it's slow motion. Oh. Why? I wonder why. Is Facebook sometimes foggy like that? Maybe. Possibly. 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 
so this so this bill um, that they're doing out there in West Virginia, um, if they so they could vote. The idea is this. I guess the most ideal outcome would be this: is that they say yes, this program is mandatory in all these schools, and we happen to have the funding right to right to put that into motion. Right. Yeah. yeah or they would what? They would they would expect they, the schools to pay for it. Yeah, I don't know how it all is going to work, honestly. I've heard all these different things, and I still am kind of like, okay, what, what, how does this all go? You know, like, uh, you know, I think that what it is, part of one scenario is that it can be mandated and that all schools will be offered it to, to all schools will be offered this program, offered up or, or have it to, to do, if teachers um, opt out, the program will still be accessible by any of the kids and their parents. So they don't, if they're not doing it in school, they're still going to have access to it. In other words, all kids in that in those grades will get this one way or the other. Oh. If the schools want to do it and elect to do it, that would be the best. If they don't, then I guess we're, we're still somehow getting it, get giving them license keys or access, like every kid in West Virginia. We're like we're, it's a hero move. Oh it's my like, gosh! You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But the but the idea of that is, is that when enough schools are doing it, yeah, you're, you're just kind of setting a, a precedent of like, well, we're doing, you know, like this yeah. is this is what we're about. This is going to start to become the standard curriculum. I feel like where we're at, we're like at the four-minute mile Roger Bannister thing. Like, like, you know, once once one state happens, you know, ten more will show up. Like, you know, you, you got that region and you got, like, you know, Mississippi and Louisiana and, you know, Georgia and Alabama and, like, you know, some Arkansas, bumblefuck country, you know, like country folk, like really bad states. Like, the the... Worst health is right over in that part of the country, mm. the southeast. There's like 16 or 17 states over there that are all that occupy, you know, the top 20 spots in terms of obesity and all these other bad health measurements. West Virginia is always near the top, and you know they actually have the best heart surgeons in the world in West Virginia because wow. they have the most heart attacks. Oh boy! So those guys are very good at what They're they practiced. do. They're practiced. Yeah, there's so many heart attacks and there's so many heart surgeries that all the surgeons go, they go there to live in half because you're, it's cheap to live, and their services are needed. There's heart attacks happening all the time and heart oh my heart God. disease everywhere. So there's a lot of practice. So you get the best surgeons. Um, which is so funny, and you know, it's like it'd be so funny to see, like, in 20 years after, you know, a full generation goes through all this or whatever, and you, you start cranking out, so you go, okay, you know, year after year, the program's in there, 20 years of it, like, say, it turned around the whole state to the point where, like, you know, it would start drying up. See, that's the funny thing about industry. It's like, you know, when some people are, like, phased out of a job, that might not be a bad thing, because, like, okay... If heart surgeons slowly lose their position, all right, fair enough. If you're a heart surgeon, it's not great. But mm -hmm. what does that tell you about 
society is getting healthier. Yes. You know what I mean? So we're like, we're in this sick, we're in this sick spiral of like, like we need these problems just to hold on to these jobs. Mm. That's weird. Yeah. Like, going back to the government, it's like, we have all these rules, almost hoping people will break them because that's revenue. It's right. like, oh man, we hope you park. Yeah. Not where you're supposed to. Yeah, exactly. Because then we can take your money. Yeah, we got pay. a lot of landmines out there for you to step right. on. A lot of booby traps. And, and, and the right. And we're gonna. And if we're low on revenue, it's like the incentive is to actually create more booby traps. Well, we're not bringing enough money, so maybe lower that speed limit, and you're gonna get more uh, people speeding. Yeah. Maybe add a few more no park zones with some signs that are really hard to understand. Yeah. Maybe throw a couple signs behind some nice thick shrubbery yeah like like do that kind of thing and boy oh the revenue you know like what if everybody drove the speed limit parked where they should right didn't commit crime but where's the revenue for the police where's the revenue for the people giving the parking ticket itself <laughs> writing the ticket if you're a ticket meter right. made but nobody everybody's filling the meters oh my and gosh. Get, right like what if it just everybody was compliant perfectly right the, right. the revenue dries up. It's like, is it good or bad? Tell me. Depends on where you are, right? It depends on who you are. If you're a meter maid, bad for you, maybe. But maybe they'll push you into increasing your skill set and doing another job. Yeah. You know? It, it, but if you're like, you know, society at large, good for you. Because you all save money on not having to pay these idiots all this money. Like, you know what I mean? There's just mm-hmm. these three-card Monty... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I remember reading somewhere that there are like, you know, so many laws that each of us are breaking each and every single day. Each day we are breaking laws that we don't even know that exist. Right. So if they wanted to tighten the screw on you at any moment, they can. They could just go look a little closer today. Right. Right. Not getting enough money. So let's start looking a little closer, yeah. kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy because, like, like, wow! It, if I'm breaking all these laws, like, then, then, then that brings up a, a, a curious question of, like, am I responsible for breaking a law if I don't even know it exists, or if I'm not from that town and I don't know that that's something that you're that you can't do? You know, what right. if I'm used to running around in my front yard with, with my, with, just in my bare feet? You know, in Chicago, okay, we do that all the time. Well, if I come out here. And someone sees me on the front lawn out here. What is that again? You know, that could be against the law in some places. And all of a sudden, now you get thrown away, and you're like, "Wait, man, what? Right? You know, where I grew up, it's totally cool. You can just run around in your your bare feet. Now you're telling me this is against the law." There's gotta... three hundred thousand pages of laws that United States citizens are supposed to know. <laughs> three hundred thousand is a real number. There's one page that the government is supposed to know. The Constitution. It's one page. So. We are asking them to follow one page, and they f- constantly fuck that one up. In 3.5 They're constantly miles, violating... US 101 North. They're constantly violating the Constitution. Uh-huh. There's 300,000 that we're supposed to do. You're right. an organization, and you're being, you know, financed and, right, and, and, and like, propped up on a pedestal, and, and, you, and you, you, you wear fancy wrapping, and you have yeah. buildings that are... That look like a thing. Yeah. Like, and you fuck up all the time, and then we're like out here with our places and our things and our places, things to do and lives to tend to, and 300,000. We don't have time. Right. How are we gonna know? 
Right. I don't know. And so, yeah, like, you're right. If they want to, like, again, generate revenue, it's like, well, we got 300000 goodies that we could catch people in. Mm-hmm. Go find some people. It's like those quotas, end of the month. There's people doing something here and there. Go, you know, be out there a little bit more and go grab them. It's all gotcha. <laughs> you know, it's all gotcha. Oh, my gosh. I hate that. It is. It's, it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. And then that makes me actually... Then thinking about that stuff, what excites me is the idea of getting so sharp with manifestation skills that no matter what illusion that might be going on, including all the stuff we were just talking about, the little gotcha things, no matter what is within that illusion, um, that someone else might consider very, you know, a very serious thing or something that they're very, you know, it's very important to them. What that means is that no matter what, if we were to get closer into that direction of really conjuring up, really being able to manifest mm-hmm. reality, that means that, you know... Screw all this noise. That, yeah, because then what that does, does then is then it, it excites me to go, okay, how sharp can I get with this where none of those pratfalls, none of those booby traps, none of that stuff is, is ever going to touch me, you know, from this point forward, from, the, from this day forward. You know, um, mm. it'd be fun to be able to to do that. Then go, okay. You know what? I decide that from this moment forward, my higher mind will not allow me to get any more parking tickets. My higher mind will not allow me to have to get caught by all the gotcha stuff going on. Right. You're like cloaked. Yeah. And then you get to cloak yourself, cloak, and you cloak get to and dagger. Yeah. And then you get to really truly create your own reality experience and because uh, that stuff is just so man Cloaking. could you imagine how how in trouble the government would be is if every single human just suddenly woke up understanding the idea of manifestation of reality where they go okay you know what I don't have to look to you for guidance anymore I don't have to in fact we're all just going to go ahead and not you know pay taxes anymore or we're just going to go ahead and not you know, pay for those smog checks anymore. We're just going to go ahead and not pay. Whatever those little tiny little things are. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to, we all just decide we're just going to not do that. You know, and there's more of us yeah, than there like, are of yeah, you. No. <laughs> and, you know, and we're all just going to decide we're going to manifest our own realities. One which that kind of behavior doesn't exist. Where, Love where it. there's the gotcha, gotcha moments, the gotcha moments. Mm-hmm. I like to think... I like to frequently think about the, that idea where, you know, because we're, we're living in this infinite universe where there are parallel universes, there are infinite numbers of dimensions, all this great stuff. And I like to think that there is that, there is that parallel universe where nobody, you know, we didn't grow up with books that only taught us competition. We didn't grow up with, you know, always hearing about us versus them or, you know, how important the military was or, um, uh, or heck even, you know, I don't want to necessarily say sports, but that idea of competition, us right. versus them, I'm better than you, you're better than me, blah, 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 blah. but a, but a world where everybody was just brought up 
If there are history books, it's all showing the history of the cooperation that happened, all the collaboration, all the great discoveries that happened. When these two masterminds got together and I said, yes, 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 I believe in your ideas, you believe in my ideas, let's grow them together. And you just got history books of that where it's all just pure collaboration. And the kids are, are taught from the ground up the the greatness that can happen from hearing other people's ideas for imagination. You know, you wonder if like nobody, like, in, in some sense, it's like what they say, to know history is to not repeat it. But mm. maybe it's actually to know history is to be guaranteed to repeat it. Oh. In a sense that you've now been imprinted with a, a blueprint that creates a fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. But like, what if, what if like, nobody, because we know that people can be propagandized, right? Like, we know that, like, North Korea, for example, they're, they're lied to from the, the time they're born. Like, there's no... They have no accurate account of reality. Like they, so they like they literally think the most outrageous shit. Like they think that the supreme leader was born from a meteor or what? You know, like they actually oh, right. believe. Like they believe the United States is crawling with demons and like they're told a story and it's just to them it's just like if you yeah, were taught so any it's like history, a Truman show. Like it sounds like almost like an ignorant thing, but almost could be like the most enlightened thing where you're like. You're just literally not taught anything about the pet. Like, right, nothing. Right, right, nothing. You just don't know. No. You have no fucking idea of anything then. Right. Like, so you're able to just make, you have to A make pure something. Clear like, slate. it's just yeah. crazy. Like, yeah. the idea of how, like, because then you'd go, I would almost say you'd, you would avoid then repeating history. Because, like, how. Right. Like, I don't think we're just this naturally programmed, well, we'll repeat the history. I actually think that we're like, we see history. It tells us a story about the way life sh will, could, was and will be probably. And then we look for evidence to support it. We have the confirmation bias of history. So we look for evidence to support that. And we know that like whenever people look for evidence to support it, they, they like the idea of being right. Mm. So they start to sculpt their reality in the things yeah. they notice. And they go, ah, yeah, yep, 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 racist, racism. Because they'll, oh, microaggression. Like, what is that? Like, well, I see it. It's in there. You don't even know. Like, the whole idea of a microaggression is like, you said something about me that you don't even know is racist. Oh. But you are microaggressing me, right? So there's this evidence. It's like, oh. Imagine, like, when they always say false evidence appearing real. Put it this way. If a girl, like, doesn't trust a guy. And they go, all guys are pigs and I get cheated on. And that's the story. So with that narrative, there's a need to find evidence. And so when you're a little late calling, when you misspoke, you know, you said you were somewhere and you actually weren't lying, but you maybe misspoke or said something or something got, hmm, I knew it. Uh, okay. And then they're like, it's uh, the story. So you're looking for the evidence. And then you, and then you might even like poke at your boyfriend, and then that might get him mad because you keep poking and you're not trusting. You're like, mm, he wouldn't be so mad if he wasn't if he was if he was innocent. Because you, you tell yourself that you say oh. the reason he's this way is because of my belief because I know I'm right. So right. like your brain will be like, I just want to be right. I don't even want to be happy at this point. I just want to be right. It's like if you really wanted to be happy, you wouldn't be doing this yes. miserable shit to yes. your partner. But you just almost would rather just validate the uh, belief because it, it's too scary to be wrong. Right. It's, it's so, you end up like, 
sabotaging you, like your life. Like people right. do it all the time because you're doing so much just basically strictly on principle. Saying or you don't want to have happen, you're just doing such a great job of making that stuff happen. Yeah, yeah. Whew. You're looking at the brick wall, and you're just gonna drive right into it because you're looking at it. You know, you'd never. You know, when you're going off a highway ramp and you look at the ramp, if you look at the edge of the road, you kind of drift toward it, even though you know it's that's crazy. Like, I don't want to drive off this road. Right. You kind of drift toward it because you're looking <laughs> at it. It's yeah. Like, but if you looked at where you wanted to drive, there's no way you're going to go off that road because you're focusing on where you want to be, yeah. not where you don't want to be. Right. It's interesting. There is that phrase that says, would you rather be happy or right? Yeah. And I... It's interesting because, you know, people would go, well, I want to, you know, both. You know, I don't think it's exclusive. Well, it could be and it could not be because, like, when you're just doing something that's just strictly on principle just to be right, you know, what's the, what's the, what's the end, like, what's the gift after that of being right? Like, what's that? Then you just sit with yourself and go... Oh, okay. Yeah, I was right. And like then that's that. And that's all there is to it. Or you, yeah, like you're sitting there just kind of... Yeah. Like, okay, cool. There it is. All right, cool. And then do you go on to the next thing or do you gloat about it and you hold on to that idea for another few weeks or, you know, like celebrate it? Do you talk about it with other friends about how right you were? Do you, like, do they share <laughs> the victory? Do well, they... let me tell you how right I was last week. About yeah, Peter. right. Exactly. And it is kind of true because it's that whole, I knew it. I knew it. You know, I knew it. I knew he was a motherfucker. I knew it. I knew that this guy was going to screw me. You yeah. Know? And, you know, like, there is this trust your gut thing. So there's yeah. that twist in the in the discussion. Like, all right, now let's go into that. Let's go into, like, are you projecting or are you receiving an oh, accurate signal right. of someone that's really doesn't have your best interest? Like, there is that, too. Like, hmm, I'm walking into this room of people and... These people over there at that table, I'm feeling willies about. I don't feel correct. And these people over here, I'm, I'm feeling comfortable. Turn left onto North Cahuenga Boulevard. Like, is it, is it your instinct or is it your your belief? Like, well, that uh, guy had a mustache and some, uh, guy with a, some guy with a mustache, you know, hurt my feelings <laughs> five years ago. And that's right. I can't deal with mustaches. Right. You're like, is it just this, is it associative, you know? And it might even be sometimes like that where you just... You remind me of someone that I hated. Yeah. And I don't want to be around you. Um, right. You just remind me of a person that I really didn't get on well with and like, it's too close. <sighs> Man, it's fun stuff. Look at this. Cosmo.com. Cosmo.com. Interesting. Oh, I wanted to look up this thing called... Do you have the internet right now or no? Oh, yeah. Interactivegame.com. Thank you so much, mystery person, for calling into the hotline. Thank you for appreciating my video on Instagram. Instagram. What I like to do is, uh, in the story section on Instagram, what I'll do is I'll record. You can hold your finger down on that button, and you can just keep recording probably for about five or six or seven different segments. So if you just hold your finger down there and... It'll stay up there for 24 hours. So what I, I, I like to do is these experiments where I call them 24-hour films. And then you can only just see it for that for that time. I also like to do what's called hashtag one-minute movies that I shoot on Instagram. That I just shoot within the camera. I just edit within the camera, which is just so much fun. So what that caller was referring to was I was doing a painting. 
and I just held the, my finger down on the button while I just just kept recording. So uh, also, also, thank you, Ruby Tuesday. Thank you so much for appreciating the Henry D. Horse Fun Facts. I'm so happy you've got a podcast. You know, you've got so many stories with being on bandstand, with being a mud wrestler, with doing hairstyles for all these celebrities through the years, uh, your stories with Andy Kaufman. I'm so glad you have a podcast, and I'm so glad you have an outlet to to uh, put all that info out there because you've got so many stories, and uh, who better to tell the podcast public about your stories than you yourself? Also, man, behind the machine, thank you so much for your for your uh, call in about Devo, I remember when I was in junior high, there was this the first talent show we had, and this is probably one of my earliest regrets. My buddies and I were thinking about doing the Devo, a recreation of the Devo music video, and we we didn't follow through with that. I've always regretted that. So Devo has reverberated through my brain throughout my years. My um, my uh, cousin Bobby, she had at one point dated Mother's Ball, Mark Mother's Ball, who, as we know, is the the maestro behind all the great music in those Wes Anderson films. How cool is that? That a guy from Devo is making all that beautiful music that's in those Wes Anderson films. I love it. We also heard a song, the uh, Mr. Tone theme song, with Beat Royalty in there, and of course... I sang, well, I guess sort of rapped a little bit, talk talk sang in there. Also, we had Lawrence August in there. We had V. Lee. Uh, man, just, 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 just great. 808 uh, on the music, Chris Corman on the sound engineer. That was fantastic. Uh, Ed, you just heard... Let's see, what do we got here? What do we got here? Oh, you just heard you just heard a conversation with Lawrence, Lawrence August himself, after he was dropping he was driving me home from the uh, National Fittest School Challenge. If you guys get a chance, check those out on YouTube. National Fittest School Challenge. Operation Tone Up. That's the name of this. Operation Tone Up. And these kids they came out from West Virginia. It was phenomenal. These kids, um, there were three teams this year. And the kids who came out from West Virginia got second place. So it was crazy because these other two teams have been going at it for all these other years. And they, they keep making it as as these you know arch rivals each year. And uh, it's just really encouraging. And so there's this big bill that's going through West Virginia right now in um, – implementing this into their curriculum so let's cross our fingers for that because man that 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 would be phenomenal now uh this song that we're about to hear is it's called it's happening and this was created by lawrence august and myself and this is our side project called wishing to float so get a load of this and uh Take care. Till next time. Till next time.
Richard Wilson. Thank you very much. <laughs> 